that was it. But the Lord said, no. And God said, no. God says, you go back and you're going you're gonna to teach what I tell you to teach and where and when <clears throat> I tell you to, to speak it. Now, <clears throat> I've been having God downloading things in my spirit. Last week he gave me that seventh day, but this particular uh, <clears throat> message or revelation or whatever you want to call it or revealing <clears throat> the Lord, what he did was maybe three weeks ago he, he dropped something else in my spirit and I didn't quite understand it, <clears throat> but I know that I have to do what the Lord say and we're living in a time, we're really living in a troublesome time, but yet we do not know what has been set forth toward us. Um, <clears throat> we would like to invite your attention. We're going to start in the book of Jeremiah, the 30th chapter. <clears throat> it's been familiar to some, but to others that, that wasn't present on Wednesday, then um, <clears throat> he will be the first time hearing and it's, it's imperative that we, we're not, I heard the Lord say this morning, he says, we're not here to tell people how they can get their stuff and <clears throat> how God is going to bless them and how they're going to receive all this, this stuff. He said, no, that, it's not time for that now because we're living in different times and there are going to be, things will never be as they were regardless of what people may say or what they may speak. Things will never go back. Uh, because things are heading forward, they're moving at, at the pace that the Lord wants it to wants it to move, and it's rapidly uh, hastening to the word of the Lord. Now, this morning we want to talk about Jacob's trouble. Now, the, <clears throat> what the Lord dropped in my spirit about three weeks ago. And when I, I woke up uh, once again out, out of my sleep, and, and I've been, been dealing with this and been pondering, and I heard the Lord say, end of the church age, the end of the church age. And we're going to get to that place, and we, we're going to understand what God is saying to us. But we have to know and understand where we're going, and we need to know that we need to be prepared, not prepared with physical things, but be prepared in our spiritual soul. Be prepared for our walk in life. Be prepared for our relationship with God. Be prepared in our faith. It's, it's very, very imperative. Now, Jeremiah chapter number 30, beginning at verse number 1. Lord, bless your word. I trust you, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Download into my spirit once again all that you have given me. Let your spirit, who is the teacher, the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, let him minister in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Verse number one in Jeremiah chapter number 30. It says, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, verse two says, 
Thus speaketh the Lord God of Israel, saying, Write thee all the words that I have spoken unto thee in a book. Jeremiah is being given instructions. That which the Lord has given unto him, he has to record it in a book. Now, dropping down to verse number 7 in Jeremiah chapter 30, it says, Alas, for, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Where are we going? Where are we going into the future where the Lord is talking about? He says, uh, uh, there are going to be some difficult days ahead. Difficult, very difficult days ahead. Jacob's trouble. It says these days will be like none as we've ever experienced before. They will never be like nothing like we've ever experienced before. There will be a time of trouble. This is why it is imperative that we get our walk together. This is why it is imperative that we are in in a place with God of trust so that when things hit, then we will be able to stand firm in our faith. Because when sometimes when trouble comes, what happens if we are not firm in our faith and firm in our walk, we will find ourselves losing our way. We will be swallowed up in those troubles or in these troubles. So he says the one thing is we don't have to fear, even though things will be very difficult, he says, yet we will be saved. And, and then God, he takes me to another place. Let's go to the book of Daniel, chapter number 12. Let's go to the book of Daniel, because we're going to understand in a little bit about the end of the church age. We, 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 you're going to see that. You're going to understand what God is saying. Go into the book of Daniel, chapter number 12. Remember now, it talks about troublesome times, difficult times that is set ahead of us. It's troublesome times. we got to remember that. Uh, and God is preparing us now for what is yet to come because it is going to get a whole lot worse than what we know as it is today. Now, Daniel chapter number 12. Now, it says in Daniel chapter number 12, it says, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince. Michael is, is an archangel which standeth for the children of thy people, the people of God. Watch this, the latter part, the, the B clause in verse 1 in chapter number 12 of the book of Daniel. It says, and there should be a, what? A time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time, and at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. Now Daniel and Jeremiah is both being instructed, talked about, talking about this book. 
But they're both talking about there is going to be a time of trouble such as we have never, ever experienced in our life. But yet he also gives us hope and let us know whoever name is written in, in the book, you're going to be okay. Amen. So right now I'm saying my name is in the book and I'm going to be okay. It's, it's personal. Amen. You, you got to know for yourself where you are with God. It's not about what somebody else believes. It's not about what your mom believes. It's not about what your father believes or what your family believes. you got to know for yourself if your name is going to be written in the book of life. you got to know that. you got to know that your name is written in the book. you got, you got to know that. You know, there's the hope. There's the hope. Even though things may be difficult, even though things may look like, oh, my God, gloomy and doom, you got to remember that your name is written in the book of life because you have, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit, that you have lived a life that's pleasing to the Lord. Now, dropping down to to verse number 4, Daniel chapter number 12, it says, But thou, O Daniel, watch what God is saying, because everything is not for right now when, when, when they were recording and when the prophets was recording, but it's for a future time. Now, verse 4 says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the what? Even to the time of the end. The, the revelations will come because right now we're living in the end days. We're, this, this is where we are right now. This is exactly where we are. We are not as far away as it was when the Bible was first given to man to record. When the disciples began to write and and the Holy Spirit began to speak to the disciples. Now at this point, we are a whole lot closer than we ever have been to the end of time. That's why it is so important. It is so imperative that we get our walk together we get our act together it's not about uh, whatever you lost and i mean all that money no it's not about that it is about your soul right now it is about your soul because what's coming down the road because we're living in the end of days we're living in the end of time this is what we are this is exactly where we are he tells him to to seal this book Verse 4, he, he says, seal the book to the, even to the end of time. And then he says something interesting. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. N- knowledge right now is, is, is to such a degree, it is, it is increasing. I mean, when you begin to look at, at, at the knowledge and, 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 the, and the technology and all the things that is play now, God said these things are going to be even, even greater. These are going to be even greater. Things are happening now. You can, I'm, I'm, I kept thinking the other day, and they said, about sending some little apparatus up, on the, up to Mars, and it landing, and everything go crazy. It lands, and everything goes crazy, including the weather. Said man has a knowledge to, to be able to do a whole lot of things. But all is happening in he's ushering in the end of days. He's ushering it in. And and it's gonna come with a whole lot of trouble. 
And even though we think it's great, we think all the technology and all the knowledge is wonderful, then you got to know what's really going on. You have to know that. You've you got to know what's really going on. Now, going to verse number, verse number 8 in Daniel chapter number 12, because we're talking about Jacob's trouble, but we're also going to get to that end of the church age. Age. Not the end of the church, because you are the church, but the end of the church age. Now, verse number 8 says, And I heard, Daniel's talking, he says, And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O oh my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? Verse 9 in, in, in Daniel chapter 12 says, And he said, Go thy way, Daniel. Because the word Daniel means judgment. He says, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of when? To the time of the end. There are some things that, that was recorded at that point that, that man could not release because it was not to be released until the end of time. More and more, we're going to begin to see things unfold. We're going to begin to see revelations. I mean, and when God speaks to you and begins to share things with you, don't become afraid. Just release what he say. Release. Amen. He said, all of this is, is the setup for the end of time. If I'm, if, if I'm at a place, oh, I'm, I'm so scared. Well, you need to be. Need to be. Play, I, I, I heard a minister Adam as he, as he was praying, uh, and this morning he says, playtime is over. Playtime play is over. <laughs> playtime is over. Because we are closer to the end of time than we ever have been. And it's going to be trouble. I mean, trouble as we have never, ever experienced in our life. Playtime is over. Church playing is over. Living right, living holy is the, is the order of the day. Why? Because your soul is at stake. Your soul is at stake. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Watch what happens now and, and when we begin to look at verse number 10. In these troublesome times that we are approaching, and we think, oh, oh, we really going through? No, you ain't going through nothing yet. <laughs> you ain't been through nothing yet. You, you ain't been there yet. You ain't been there yet. See, God's word, he's hastening to his word. Look, look what's going to happen in verse number 10. He says, many shall be purified. It, when we talking about, Lord, uh, purify me, he talk, you're talking about God setting you on fire. Burning up the, the wickedness that we have on the inside. It says, many shall be purified and made white and tried. During these troublesome times, we're going to go through a purification. We're going to go through more trials than we have ever, ever experienced in our lifetime. And there is a reason for it because God is hastening to perform his words and the end of time draws a whole lot closer than we realize. Whole lot closer. Hmm. Purification. Going to be tried. 
the B clause to verse 10 says, but the wicked shall do what? Wickedly. Don't expect people to change. <laughs> if they wicked, Revelation says them to keep on doing what you're doing. <coughs> keep on doing what you're doing. If you're living holy, it says keep on living holy. That's what he says. He said, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked, watch this, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Sometimes you look at folk and wonder why in the world they do what they do. Even the wicked don't know why they do what they do. When, when, when we look at our world and situation that, that we, we find ourselves in, even those individuals and those persons, some, they have not a clue why they do what they do. It's just like with Pharaoh. Every time Pharaoh got ready to release the people, what happened was God would harden his heart. He had no clue that he was being set up and used by God. Many people are being set up and used by God, and they have not a clue why they're doing what they're doing. But he does say, but the wise will understand. If we have wisdom and knowledge and we're in line with God, God says, listen, you're going to understand what's going on. In these end times, and these end days, he says, you will understand. You, you, won't be, you won't be worried. You won't be frustrated. You won't be aggravated. You'll come to the understanding, okay, God, you're at work. The Lord is at work. There's a lot of trouble going on in, 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 in the world. And, and, and say it again, it is going to get worse. Talks about troublesome times. Times that we have never, ever witnessed or experienced before. Okay, back up. Let's go to, to, to things that are even present now. Look at Texas. Look at nobody, never, ever happened. That's never happened before. To, to, to the temperature to be that, to, to that degree. But I guarantee you, man has his hand in it somewhere. Every time something messes up, I guarantee you, mankind had his hand in it somewhere. That's why I got a problem when they start talking about taking stuff to the moon and, and laying it on Mars and all these different planets because we know how to mess up something. We, we, we are notorious for messing up things. We, we can't leave things alone, but what we don't understand is we are hastening the times of the end, and we need to get ready. Amen. Now, let's go on. We're going to go on. Let's, 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 move. let's move to the book of Matthew. We're talking about Jacob's trouble. Because with Jacob's trouble, before the the ending of the church age, Jacob's trouble has to come, that transition. See, Jacob was a trickster. His name was Israel. We're talking about this nation of Israel. See, we're Israelites. There is going to come some trouble. It's going to come some trouble. Let's Let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter number 24. It's familiar for some of you. Some of you it's not. Matthew chapter number 24. St. Matthew chapter number 24. Now, we're going to begin reading at verse number 21. It says, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning 
of the world to this time no nor ever shall be. See, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a point in, in, in my, 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 my studies and my, my thinking that we very well could be living in the first half of the three and a half years of the tribulation. Watch it. Watch things as they unfold. Watch it as it unfolds. Because, see, we think things are way off. No, they are not way off. He talks about, and as it was in the beginning of time, see, that's going to be such a be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. Tribulations. Great tribulation. Not, you know, and we, we keep thinking, okay, I'm going to be up out of here, and, and I, the rapture going to be in took place, and I won't have to you know, you're going to go through it. You're going to go through it. <laughs> that great tribulation, you, you, you're going to go through it. Don't think that we're going to escape, because well, none of us has lived to the point where, see, there's so much purification and trying that, has to, ha, that we have to go through in order for us to become white. To be able to, to be with the Lord. To be able to enter into the kingdom. The word of God says we, we suffer to enter into the kingdom. You got to do some suffering. We haven't gone through anything. Nobody's got their head cut off like they did in the disciples days. Nobody has been hung upside down. None of those things have happened. We literally have not really gone through anything. We've been living comfortably. Even in troublesome times, but it's going to get worse. And our faith is going to be tested. Our, hmm, our salvation, where we, where we are really with God, it's going, it's going to show up. The testing that will come will show up and we will know exactly where we are with God. It's easy to say, hallelujah, praise the Lord, when everything's going good. But can we still say it when, 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 when things are really, really, really rough? Will you sell out for a piece of bread? See, these things we get to think about right now. Will we sell out so our children won't have to go hungry? Or we have to stay warm. Will, will we sell out or will we stand firm as believers? Will we stand firm? For God I live and for God I'll die. Can, can we literally say that in troublesome times? Are we going to be able to do that? Are we going to be able to say that? Or are we going to take the mark of the beast? We talk about the mark of the beast, but what really is the mark of the beast? There's a lot of things that we say that it is, but what would you do to keep your health? These are things we need to think about. What will we do to keep our health? What length will we go to to keep our health? This, this is something to think about. Will we sell out just to stay healthy? 
Because see, troublesome days still going to come. We're ha- we are at full speed ahead. As it said, I heard the Spirit say, warp speed. We're at warp speed now. Ain't no turning around. It's, gonna be, it's moving very, very, very fast. And these days, that, that, that these difficult days, this Jacob's trouble, look at verse number 22. It says, and most times, and we, we shared this on Wednesday, most times we skip this verse. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. Except God have mercy upon us, there should be no flesh saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Because you are a, a, a person of elect with God. God said, I'm going to have mercy. I'm going to shorten the days. <laughs> I'm going to shorten the days. Because we won't be able to endure it. We won't be able to sustain it. We, we, we will not be able to make it through those difficult times. We, we have some uh, times when we really have to go through a little something. Just, just a little something. God said, but accept those days, these, these troublesome days, these difficult days ahead. He said, except they be short, he said, no flesh will be saved. I praise God for mercy. I praise the Lord for mercy. I praise God. I praise God for the blood of Jesus. I praise God for the blood of Jesus. And then he says now, be careful who you follow. Verse 23 says, Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, he said, believe it not. Be careful who you follow. Be careful who you listen to. Because a lot of things is going to be taking place. That the scripture tells us about the false prophets. Let me read it. In verse number 24 in Matthew 24. It says, for there shall arise, what? False Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it was possible... They shall deceive the very elect. In these troublesome days, you're going to see signs and wonders. And you're going to see a lot of people get fooled. Deception. Because they're going to be, what did he say? He said they were false prophets. So what they are saying is not going to come true. And, but, 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 but we are so gullible. I'm talking about the body of Christ. We are so gullible, we we will follow or chase down anything, even though it does not line up with the Word of God. Some people rather believe what man say than believe what God says in the book. He said, in these difficult days, false prophets and false Christ will take place. But he said in his word, he said, don't believe that. It is time to study and know what God's word said. Because the end of the church age is coming. The end of the church age is coming. I didn't say the end of the church. 
Because you church. But the end of the church age. Show it to you in a minute. The dispensation of grace is going to end. That's why you got to get it now. While the dispensation of grace is going on. You got you got to you got to get it right now. Because it is going to end. When God woke me up and he said, and I'm like, I, he says, end of church age. I said, God, what are you talking about? I said, I've never heard that before. And he got me up and he got me a searching. The church age. Someone told me the other day, said, this might be a little bit too much to give people. They may not can be able to handle it. I said, whether they're able to handle it or not, they're going to hear it. Because, see, the blood won't be on me. The blood won't be on my hands. Because, see, God is warning people right now. He's warning people right now. All over the world, he is warning people. Church age is going to end. It's going to end. We think grace is going to be here forever. Church age. It's going to end. Mm-hmm. Where am I? Church age is going to end. All right. Hmm. If it be possible, the, they should deceive the very elect. People that feel like they know it all, they're going to fall for the signs and the wonders. They're going to fall for it. Now, let me show you. Let me show you the ending of this church age. Let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. We're almost done here. Let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 15. I want you to see it. I want you to see it. I want you to see it. It's in the scripture. Did you see it? Before the ending of the church age, there will be a time of trouble as, as, as we have never ever witnessed or seen before. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, looking at verse number 24. Are we there? 1 Corinthians 15, chapter number 24. Chapter number 15, verse number 24. Verse 24 says, Then cometh the end, when he, talking about Christ, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to who? To God. Even the Father. When he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. When Christ, when, when, when the end cometh, it says, then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom. Jesus is going to turn the kingdom back over to the Father. The end of the church age. The end of the church age. The end of the dispensation of grace. When, when it gets to that place, when Christ finishes doing what he has to do, he's going to deliver it back to his Father. That's the word. That's the word. That's why I said, God said, no, brother, don't play with them this morning. Don't play with those that are listening out there and, and, and online and those out in the world. He said, don't play with them. 
He said, because dispensation of grace is going to end. Because God's going to get ready to turn it. Christ is going to turn it over to his father. Watch this. Watch the word. Watch this word. He talks about after he's put down all rule and all authority and power. Verse 25 says, For he must reign, talking about Christ, till he hath put all enemies under his feet. And then he says, The last enemy that shall be defeated is there. See, he's got to reign till he finishes his work. He's got to reign. God, I said, now God, I seem like I'm missing something. Seem like I'm, I understand what you're saying, God. That the ending of the church age, the dispensation of grace. I said, God, I understand that. I said, but as he turned it over, the church age is going to be turned over to the kingdom age. Where God, who is king, is going to be the rule. See, in a kingdom, you've got to have a king, and the king has domain. He has dominion. Church age is going to be, uh, it's going to be usher, it's going to usher in the kingdom age. But in between that church age and that kingdom age, something else is coming. Something else in between them. Let's go to the last, last, last verse. Let's go to the book of Amos. Let's go to the book of Amos. I'm going to let you take some time to find the book of Amos. The book of Amos. Amos chapter number 5. That's where we're going. Amos. Amos chapter number 5. Amos chapter number 5. Mm-hmm. Amos chapter number 5. I said, now, Lord... Between that church age and that kingdom age, what are you saying is there? Because remember now, Jacob's trouble precedes the ending of the church age. The church age ushers ushers in the kingdom age, but there's something right before it's turned over to the Father, according to the Scripture. Look at book Amos, Amos chapter number five. Are we there? And if Lord permits, when the time comes, we will continue with this. Because he dropped it this morning, more stuff. And I said, okay, God, whatever you say. Now, Amos chapter number 5, verse number 18. How many of y'all say y'all looking forward for, the God's, for Christ's return? Well, all right. Let's read scripture now. Okay? Amos chapter number 5, verse number 18. It says, Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? It says the day of the Lord is what? Is darkness and and not light. Y'all still ready for the day of the Lord? See, we think the day of the Lord is... Oh, it's going to be wonderful. I'm going to be caught up and I'm going to be up there in heaven. Something's going to happen before that kingdom age, the day of the Lord, the wrath of God. 
Somebody, I heard somebody say in the spirit, oh, they're preaching damnation and hell. You, you're right. You're absolutely right. Why? Because your soul is at stake. We're saying, come on, God, come on. But the word of God says something. That, he said, woe to the person that desireth the day of the Lord. So it's going to be darkness and not light. Do you think God is pleased with everything going on? Do you, do you think that, that, that God's going to let us get away? I mean, here it is. One man wants to pass the law against abortion. And then the next thing you know, I'm talking about killing babies. Then the next thing you know, we're going back to court trying to stop it. Do you think God is going to be satisfied with that and let us get away with that stuff? Oh, God is not going to let us get away with no sin. Nothing. He says the day of the Lord is darkness and not light. Are you still ready for it to come? Because, see, that's some stuff got to take place now. Can you, can you really endure? We say we can, but can we? Hmm. Now, verse 19 says, As if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him. In other words, what, no matter where you run to, you're going to run into something even greater, more hard, more difficult. So if you're going to run from a lion, then you're going to run up on you're going to run up and you're going to meet a bear. And then he says, I went into the house and you lean his hand on the wall and then he got bit by a serpent. That's how the day of the Lord is. Unexpected things. And the last verse, verse 20 says, shall not the day of the Lord be Darkness and not light, even very dark, and no bright.